I'm Ruthie, your host of the Defiant Business Podcast. And wow, we get to talk about email marketing, probably one of the most used and misunderstood and misused marketing channel that we still have in 2020. So if it's not social media marketing automation, then I would say that the next most popular marketing automation tool has to be for email marketing. We've all heard it again and again that to really grow a business, you have to constantly add to your list. You know, the email list. Mm -hmm. Yes, even micro businesses and solopreneurs, they need to have email lists as well. The real question comes from what do you do with that email list? Social media is great, but you don't get the sorts of metrics and analytics that you need to really assess how well your message resonates with your audience. And I mean, with email marketing, like, wow, the sorts of analytics you see, like we've got open rates and click-through rates, uh, forwarding rates, you can see all sorts of activity with your email marketing. And you can really customize your customer's experience, your user's experience with the sorts of automation tools that we have available today for email marketing. Email marketing can be hard to commit to though. Why? Because it feels authentic, inauthentic for a lot of us. What causes... Email marketing can be really hard to commit to though. Why? Because it feels inauthentic for a lot of us. So the result is that we don't email market at all, or we kind of sort of email market, but it's really inconsistent and we don't communicate with our list as often as they would like us to. The key to stay away from spammy email marketing is through segmentation. Segmentation allows you to email a segment of your list that's particularly interested in topic X but you have another email segment who's particularly interested in topic Y. So an example of this would be if you're a consultant who works with companies in specific industries, you could segment your list based off of those industries and cater your newsletters and any content that you send them to those industries. So how do you segment? How do you even start segmenting? So some people try to do it through that initial form where people sign up for your newsletter. But unless you're a big business, like unless you're Microsoft or you're IBM, people are not going to give you their first name, their last name, their company, their position, their industry, their birth date, uh, their address, their phone number. They're not going to give you all of those things just to get on your newsletter. For your newsletter, ask for a first name and an email more segmentation to follow. That's generally been the best way to do it. The reason why is because you can offer more valuable content later on down the line for more valuable information about the people on your list. So one of the things you can do if you have a really intimate list that's got a high response rate, high click-throughs, high opens, is to just send them a profile update form where they can answer a few questions on there and it kind of updates the information in their profile. Now you want to, if you do it this way, you probably want to stick to some general questions like maybe ask for, add their last name and maybe the company, or you could ask, instead of asking for the last name, last name because maybe you don't care, you could ask for the company and maybe the industry that they're in. 
So that would be particularly valuable information for you. You could also create a new lead magnet and ask for additional information in exchange for that lead magnet. So what you want to do, though, is always make sure that your lead magnet is worth the additional information. This ties back to people asking for all the things on their form when they're trying to, people just want to download this ebook on the top five strategies for social media this year. If you're a small social media marketing consultant or a agency, people are not going to be willing to give you all of that information for the top five social media marketing strategies of 2020. They're just not, at least not anybody who has any idea of protecting their privacy and their information. So what you'd want to do, maybe if you really want a lot of information and you are a social media marketing firm, perhaps you create a survey that asks, you know, takes input about a person's target client and tells them which social media platforms they're most likely to be on. And you're thinking, Ruthie, that would be way harder to develop than an ebook. Yes. Yes, it would be. But it would also be worth it to many people to just try out the survey and get the results if you created that sort of survey lead magnet that would actually give them something valuable. Most people aren't quite sure where to look for their audience on social media. They know where they're comfortable on social media, but that's not always the same. It's often not the same. And so they need help. So a survey like that can point them in the right direction. And therefore, it may be of value to them to give you the information that you're asking for in order to get their results. So let's use another example. I work with a lot of corporate wellness consultants. So let's say you send your current list uh, a lead magnet, or your current list came to you through a lead magnet that you called five ways to create a mindful workplace that actually work. Sounds like a really good title. Somebody should snap that up. But then you create a new lead magnet called the top three ways to build productive teams in 2020. And you offer it to your list. When you send them the form for this new ebook or video or whatever it is that you want to produce besides asking for the usual first name and email maybe you do ask that one additional question to ask them about their industry so you can see who's in your list and get to know them a little better you could list four common industries that you work with and then offer an other option where they could fill it in that would be a fantastic way for you to continue delivering value to your audience they are if they're already on your list and they already know that you deliver good stuff so it's probably likely that they will download or want to fill out the form to download that new ebook that you created. The idea, though, is that you're giving them valuable content in return for something. And this is particularly important in the B2B sector because a lot of the recipients for these sorts of ebooks and emails and everything, they're a bit more savvy. So they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to give up my information for that. So make sure whatever it is that you're offering, you let them know that it's good. Surveys are another great way for you to learn about your audience and, and quite a lot of detail, but it won't be attributable to an individual person, which is why I like to offer my list new content in exchange for any new information about them because that new information is tied directly to their profile in my marketing system. One thing though, once you segment, treat those segments as sacrosanct. Be careful of cross-pollinating your lists without permission. 
If you have a list of prospects who've signed up for your newsletter, you shouldn't just throw your current clients on that same list without their permission. You should have a client list, of course, and you can send them relevant information. It'll work out fine. You can even ask the people on the client list if they would like to receive your newsletter. If they respond yes, great, then you add them onto the newsletter list. But you shouldn't just add them to your newsletter list without their permission. Keep your segments segmented. I had this happen to me once. I signed up to down an e download an ebook on marketing automation. It was like a marketing automation report, state of marketing automation, something like that. And then about a week later, I started getting a crazy amount of emails about the same company's Instagram growth course. Scratch. Hold on. Nowhere did I say that I wanted to learn about growing on Instagram. I'm sure when I so you know, so I'm sure that when I filled out the form, I agreed to receive marketing information from them. That is true, but they abused that, not in like a legal sense, right? So they weren't technically spamming me, but I didn't indicate that I was interested in Instagram growth and I didn't indicate that I was interested in their products. Those two topics, marketing automation and, and Instagram growth aren't really related, not in the proper sense. I responded, I replied, to that email and told them that I did not sign up to receive any information on Instagram information products and I unsubscribed from the list because what they should have done is maybe sent me a little more information about marketing automation or some information about their company so I'd actually know who they were and what they did. But instead they threw me on their buy, buy, buy list and that was not okay. Keep your segments segmented. Start from the beginning. If you have no list, if you have a small list, segment it now as best as you can. When we have these smaller lists, they're typically more intimate and you know a lot of the people who are on there. So fill in the information and segment them out. But as your list grows, it's gonna be harder to segment it on the back end unless you employ some of these techniques that I'm talking about here. If you have a list of a thousand people, you're not gonna to wanna to go through and go to each person's LinkedIn or you know, Facebook or whatever, if you can find them and add in that information. So you're going to want to regularly schedule opportunities to segment your list further by using information that they provide to you. Okay. So the seg the future of email marketing is still segmentation and no email marketing isn't going anywhere anytime soon. It is one of many marketing channels that we still get to use in 2020. So the future of marketing still includes email. I would love to know your thoughts on email marketing. So please share them in the comments, wherever it is that you found this, if it's social media, click, you know, share. And I'd love to know what you think. Uh, what's the biggest mistake people are making with email marketing right now? And have you seen a good piece of email marketing recently? All right, I look forward to your thoughts.